December 7th. And now, as we turn our attention to the reading of the New Testament, our narrative today will be from the book of 3rd John, verses 1 through 15. John wrote this letter to his friend Gaius to encourage him in a difficult situation in his local church. Again, he concentrated on making God's truth a vital part of life. We'll read about walking in truth. People could see the truth in Gaius because he loved it and walked in obedience to it. And that brought great joy to John. Every Christian parent can echo this verse and even make it a prayer. We'll read about working for truth. When you assist and encourage God's servants, you become a fellow worker with them in spreading the truth. Christian hospitality was important in those days and ought to be revived today. We'll read about welcoming the truth. Can you imagine Diotrephes rejecting a message from the Apostle John? He was so separated that he did not even receive John's friends. When we welcome God's people, we welcome God's truth. And we'll read about witnessing for the truth. Not all church members are like Diotrephes. There are people like Demetrius who love the truth and live it. They're the ones who make the local church healthy. And now, let's begin today's reading in the New Testament. December 7, 3 John, verses 1-15 through 15. This letter is from John the Elder. It is written to Gaius, my dear friend, whom I love in the truth. Dear friend, I am praying that all is well with you and that your body is as healthy as I know your soul is. Some of the brothers recently returned and made me very happy by telling me about your faithfulness and that you are living in the truth. I could have no greater joy than to hear that my children live in the truth. Dear friend, you are doing a good work for God when you take care of the traveling teachers who are passing through, even though they are strangers to you. They have told the church here of your friendship and your loving deeds. You do well to send them on their way in a manner that pleases God, for they are traveling for the Lord and accept nothing from those who are not Christians. So we ourselves should support them, so that we may become partners with them for the truth. I sent a brief letter to the church about this, but Diotrephes, who loves to be the leader, does not acknowledge our authority. When I come, I will report some of the things he is doing and the wicked things he is saying about us. He not only refuses to welcome the traveling teachers, he also tells others not to help them. And when they do help, he puts them out of the church. Dear friend, don't let this bad example influence you. Follow only what is good. Remember that those who do good prove that they are God's children and those who do evil prove that they do not know God. But everyone speaks highly of Demetrius, even truth itself. We ourselves can say the same for him, and you know we speak the truth. I have much to tell you, but I don't want to do it in a letter, for I hope to see you soon, and then we will talk face to face. May God's peace be with you. Your friends here send you their greetings. Please give my personal greetings to each of our friends there. 
There are only two animals on the planet that the Creator identified himself with. The first one is the eagle. The eagle. And the second animal is the lion. And when I identified those two animals as his favorite to identify himself with, I recognize I better study these two animals because if he is the leader of the universe and I want to be a leader on earth, I better find out the nature of these animals and also the at attitude of these animals. And I discovered that both of them are the kings of their domain. The eagle is the king of the bird kingdom and the lion is the king of the animal kingdom. But let's talk a little bit about the lion. The lion has what I call the spirit of leadership. And this word spirit here is referring to attitude. Everybody say attitude. A leader has a attitude that makes him or her different from followers. Now, the lion is the king of the jungle, but the lion to me is a great source of encouragement to all of us. I want you to write this down. Remember this as long as you live. Number one, the lion is not the tallest animal in the jungle. Number two, the lion is not the largest animal in the jungle. Number three, the lion is not the heaviest animal in the jungle. Number four, the lion is not the smartest animal or the most intelligent animal in the jungle. And yet, when he shows up, they all run away. Well, here's one of my favorite quotes that I put in my books, and I believe it really brings home the point. An army of sheep led by a lion will always defeat an army of lions led by a sheep and the answers to that dilemma is this because leadership can transform cowards into violent warriors the right kind of leadership can transform a timid into bold people who are fearless leadership is that powerful leadership can walk into a camp of depressed people and in 20 minutes, they have turned on into unbelievable, powerful armies. Because leadership determines everything. The lion is the king of the jungle because of one word. Attitude. Everybody say attitude. Write it down. Attitude. The lion has a different attitude that makes every animal afraid of him. Now, we don't want to lead by fear, but it does take respect for you to become a leader. When I use the word fear in the jungle, we're talking about respect. The elephant respects the lion. The hyenas respect the lion. The, the giraffes, they respect the lion. What makes these massive animals respect such a small cat? The attitude is the difference. For example, a lion will see an elephant and the thing that comes to his mind, one word, lunch. I could eat this thing. And he acts the way he thinks. Now here's another amazing mystery. 
the elephant is larger, bigger, stronger, more powerful, heavier, and more intelligent. And yet when the elephant sees the lion, one word comes to mind, eater. Attitude is a product of belief. You cannot have an attitude beyond your belief. So your attitude comes from your belief system. The lion is the king because of what he believes about himself. Hey guys, uh, Zach Sparks here, coming to you from Lancaster, phase one. I've been in the program for two weeks now, um, beginning my third week tomorrow. Uh, whenever I came here, I wasn't sure really what to expect. I know it was faith-based. Um, I've always had a little bit of Christianity of a background. I came from a pretty good family, but I uh, you know, went down the wrong path. So far, God's blessed me with a great group of guys. Just encourage you to to not give up and not look not look back. You're here for a reason. God has a purpose for everybody. Uh, I <clears throat> I've had my rough week uh, last week. It, it was pretty difficult, but I kept pushing through. Uh, I I talked to my brothers and some of the coordinators, and that's just what you've got to do. You've got to continue to to press forward no matter what, because the devil he does he doesn't want you to. He wants you to give up. That's the easy way to do it. Um, today. Uh, marking my two-week mark going into the third third week, uh, I rededicated my life to Jesus at church this morning, and that was a pretty awesome feeling. And I know that I'm going to continue to struggle, and it's going to be even harder now with me giving my life to God. But as long as I keep God in focus and, and continue to to walk the right path, I know that I won't have to worry about that. We just have to be re <clears throat> to remember to be thankful for trials and tribulations. Uh, God gives us those things to to help us persevere and to to whenever you overcome a mountain, <clears throat> it feels so great. Uh, you know, during my hardship, I came upon James, First James, uh, chapter one, verse twelve. Blessed is the one who perseveres under trial, because having stood the test. That person will receive the crown of life that the Lord has promised to those who love him. So just remember that anytime you're going through hard things, um, most of the trials and tribulations that you go through, God's allowing those at that specific time because that's going to shape you and mold you into the person that, that he wants you to be. Um, you know, gold is refined under fire. And... So just remember that if you really want to change and want to persevere and overcome and be an achiever, uh, remember the verse in Matthew six thirty three. but seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be given to you as well. God knows the desires of our hearts. He knows what, what we want. And as long as we stay focused on him, he will, he will give us that and he'll give us righteousness and uh, he'll make us men of God and respectable men of God and leaders of our household and of our families. So don't give up and just push forward.
Psalm 126, verses 1 through 6. This song probably celebrates Jerusalem's deliverance from the Assyrian army in the days of Hezekiah. It all happened so quickly that the people thought they were dreaming, and even the other nations had to admit the greatness of God. In his chapter-by-chapter Bible commentary, Warren Wearsby writes, But deliverance is just the beginning. God always wants to do something more. He wants to make us rivers of blessing, like the dry wadis in the desert that become rushing torrents in the rainy season. If God sends you showers of blessing, share the blessing with others. He also wants you to get to work in the harvest. Whether it's plowing the field, sowing the seed, or reaping the sheaves, God has a place for you. If you water the seed with your tears, you will one day rejoice as you bring in the sheaves. This is the formula for a harvest. Going, weeping, sowing, and reaping. Psalm 126, verses 1 through 6. A song for the ascent to Jerusalem. When the Lord restored His exiles to Jerusalem, it was like a dream. We were filled with laughter, and we sang for joy. And the other nations said, What amazing things the Lord has done for them! Yes, the Lord has done amazing things for us. What joy! Restore our fortunes, Lord, as streams renew the desert. Those who plant in tears will harvest with shouts of joy. They weep as they go to plant their seed, but they sing as they return with the harvest. Proverbs 29, verses 12 through 14. If a ruler honors liars, all his advisors will be wicked. The poor and the oppressor have this in common. The Lord gives light to the eyes of both. A king who is fair to the poor will have a long reign.